This time around, they've actually opened it up to be any eligible. home in Tasmania yeah. that yeah. this scheme well, is eligible for in two sections. 200000 if it's brand new, $150,000 if it's an existing home, so a home that somebody else has already lived in. Yep. And that, I think, is the absolute game changer. Going one, going quite, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart and Tasmanian marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be joined, as always, by Patrick Berry and John McGregor. How are we, guys? Woo! Ooh. I'm excited to be here this morning, as always. Jeez, Louise, <laughs> you're, you're killing it, mate. Are you feeling all right? Yes. I'm coffee in and I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. You really throw me off the <laughs> off the mark. Just trying to bring up the energy levels. We've had a few technical problems first thing this morning, but we are good to roll. It's been a it's been a long time since we've had a, a real issue where we get halfway through a recording, and I have to say, like, boys, um, you can hear it in your voice too. What happens, like, uh, we, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I went in a real shame spiral tone. there, yeah. just saying, like, we we got about seven or eight minutes deep, and I was just like, oh no, what do I <laughs> but do? But it's all good. Yeah. We're recording. And we're back on track. We're back in action, and uh, everything's going well. We, we we could try and recover the same topics, but let's just like jump straight into it. what we're talking about. Mm. Um, today's episode, we're hoping to go on some of this housing affordability uh, stuff that we were talking about in mm. the past. We're almost kind of creating like a little trilogy of uh, yeah, episodes movies. Here. It's yeah, like, like, yeah, sweet. Yeah. We're now into the third the third act. Well, let's hope this isn't like kind of Godfather Part Three style, mm. uh, where it where it dips off and falls. Let's think we're kind of. <laughs> I like to think of us as Return of the Jedi right yeah, now. Like, there's still a bit of fun. There's uh, yeah. yeah, there's plenty going on. Um, but yeah, I was hoping to kind of continue the topic that we've been talking about, and um, like it kind of started off as proposals that that kind that of might be. help the market, and now it seems like the state government's been listening to us. Yeah, yep. and they uh, they tuned into that pod and went. Holy moly, we've got to roll this stuff out yeah. fast. Exactly, yeah. These guys are going to beat us to the punch, so let's jump straight into it. Um, before going into that, I do want to cover off on this musical that's uh, that's hit the <laughs> airwaves. Have you guys uh, – I know, Pat, you watched it. John, did you oh, cover I didn't off? get a chance last night. I was spewing too. Oh, well, you guys, if you are into real estate and you're into musicals, then this is the perfect opportunity to be able to watch something amazing. Because what, what is it? It was there was like the journey from like buying a house or something. Yeah, so it's it's on SBS streaming, um, SBS now I think it's called. Mm-hmm. SBS sh- on demand. Yeah, that's it. And the show is called Time to Buy, a Time real estate buy. musical journey or something like right. that. And I don't know, it's just gold. I think <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those things where it's um, like perfect parody, where it kind of is. It's so uh, true to form and true to the current state of. Like I guess it's funny looking at it from inside the industry and being like, oh, yeah, these are the things that people can take the mickey out of us. But, like, it's got, like, boomer buyers and, um, like, the young up-and-coming millennials trying to get into the market. and It's got the mortgage broker, which she plays an amazing role. And, like, yeah, yeah. And searching online and trying to find the um, the property the property <laughs> prices and, like, this guy's, like, a, he, he has an existential crisis midway through. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to don't spoil any of it, but it's... Um, was it, like, 30 minutes or something? 35 minutes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like, in and out, a few songs. It's, um, yeah, Susie Yusuf from Rosehaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's great. Alexi Toliopoulos, one of my yeah. favourite podcasters out there. Mm. Um, Montana. The the singer slash actress. Oh, She's what, one what? of the main characters. So yeah, made uh, made locally. 
really, really funny stuff. So time to mm. buy on SBS. We just thought at the top of the show we should. But don't yeah. jump off this episode. Watch that after you've finished yeah, listening exactly. to this. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, look, let's jump into some of the serious stuff and talk about some of these promises that are, that are coming from yeah. the government. Because um, this might be music to your ears. Oh, oh. oh. that'll be on the cutting room floor. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke one, yeah. done. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. What are we, what are we talking about today? Look, the Tasmanian government has announced a bucket load of initiatives over the last week or so, and they cover literally everything from new houses being built to first-time buyers getting into the market to um, social housing, like granny flats. Mm. There's everything in this. And the first time I saw this, I'm like, I have to show Simon Presley from Propertyology this. This Mm. is just next level. I need to get his thoughts on is it viable? What is it like? Is it going to have much of an impact? And he came back and he what did, what did he have to say as? Yeah, so basically Simon's um, shouted out the Tasmanian government saying the Tasmanian government deserves a huge applause for introducing more effective housing policies than any other Australian state. So mm. he's basically just shouting, at, shouting us out as leaders um, here in Tassie and just being like, yeah, thanks for having the cojones to... Uh, to tackle this problem tackle head this on. problem head on, yeah. And look, mm-hmm. the first problem, and it's always been a problem in the private and the government section of housing, is availability. There's just literally no stock yeah. available for the amount of people that want to live here. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that they did announce is that over the next 10 years, they'll be building 6,500 homes. And so that's social housing too. Social yeah. housing. So, yeah, yeah that's, you know, entry-level rentals that allow mm-hmm. people to get a roof over their head so that they actually have somewhere to live. I think, uh, I think that's a really strong commitment because... The private landlords have been demonised in some sense for the raising raising their rents, but it's not. You can't really have your cake and eat, eat it too. Where on one hand they're demonising the private uh, private owners um, and not supplying any social housing as well. So it's that this is a really good initiative to say. Well, look, um, rather than putting all the pressure on the private industry, expecting them to cover the cover the difference. They're really ramping up to say, mm. look, now we are committed to this to help um, both ends of the scale. Now, the question is, can they physically build 650 properties a year, yeah. especially with the Tasmanian building industry being that far under the pump at the moment with construction? But mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see, you know, if they can come forth on the promise. Yeah, well, I guess, again, last week we spoke about medium density building and whether that was a viable option, option. for the future. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see if at the start of this program, if the urban sprawl kind of is what kicks it off and we get more subdivisions in places, but then, you know, or within the time period they work on building up rather than out. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where they're trying to – because we'll jump around a bit because they're all interconnected yeah. in some ways because one of them that they've uh, mentioned here is the Headworks Holiday Program. It's odd odd phrasing as far as, I can, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but in that sense what they're doing with that um, is they're going to allow a little bit of an extra subsidy to – um, developments in the ter- in the form of you know providing I think five to ten grand or something like that, um, helping you know connect power and a few other elements. So it, it reduces the cost of connecting those blocks for developers. Okay, yeah, cool. While at the same time too, they're working um, hopefully going to um, ensure that the approvals and the way that zoning is you know written and constructed at the moment makes it easier to repurpose these zones and obviously to be able to create these developments in order to create more, you know, denser houses. So there's a little bit more flexibility to actually make this stuff roll out as well. So rather than hitting a roadblock straight away, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, well... How do we remove the red tape and get this project yeah. off the ground? And, and I think, you know, red tape's probably the best way to look at it with all the different ways they phrase it. That's fundamentally what they're referring mm. to is, look, look, can we just make it easier to actually construct these 
construct these homes in the first place. Which is awesome because mm. if anyone's dabbled in building in the or you know know someone that works in the building industry, there is so much prep work just to get a house out of the ground, like yeah. let alone finished for someone to move into. So wherever they can streamline that, and they're going to have to do something like that to to get these numbers of properties that they're talking about per year, mm. like that is a lot of planning each year and a lot of actual paperwork before a company can even come in and construct it for the government. So, and there certainly yeah. doesn't, and there's no shortage of people that want to do it. Mm. Um, that's the that's the thing. Like there is so much uh, pent up demand of people wanting to do this, mm. um, and we're stuck. We're just physically stuck. Yeah, I guess I, a side of the coin I hadn't thought of was yeah the creation of jobs through all this as well is kind of yeah it was obviously. Uh, demand to to build so it's going to be oh yeah we need a bunch more people in that that industry mm-hmm. so yeah it might bring apprenticeships etc absolutely yep. moving across to the private sector of the rental aspect they've mm-hmm. also announced that land tax cuts will be coming into play for landlords yeah so people probably don't understand but if you own multiple properties in tasmania on the property that's not your principal place of residence you mm-hmm. pay an additional tax again tax yeah this is interesting because this kind of didn't they ra- raise it last year and now it's coming back down? Is this kind of a um, – not up, this is off the notes. I'm not it, sure on that it, if they it, raised it, it or not. <laughs> fundamentally, though, it'll mean that the, it costs less to be able to own an investment property. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, $220 million worth of cuts around this area. Their theory is that if a owner has less outgoings, it should be able to be able to make properties more affordable mm-hmm. um, to rent. So hopefully – Twofold effect, I see. Maybe we might have some owners that are in a position to, instead of increasing the rent when the next rent review comes around by, you know, thirty dollars, they might be able to do ten dollars because they're not trying to offset these bills that they now have. That's right. So there's advantages there for long-term tenants to potentially get a better deal moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And then from new owners that don't actually have an investment portfolio that are looking to get into this space, mm. that allows them to potentially buy, you know, a property that might be a little bit dearer because they then don't have this extra hanging over their heads that they're going to have to cover each year mm. so it may allow them to actually buy another property and get another home into the marketplace for people to rent yeah mm. for sure mm. so i think there's some really it seems like a pretty simple one but i think there are some good advantages on different angles how people might take advantage of this particular scheme yeah and maybe call me selfish but i think the idea no matter where and what end you're uh, wherever you are Paying less tax is a good thing. <laughs> let's, let's be real. <laughs> I'm fine with the ATO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I pay my taxes and I'm fine with it. So I, if you're I listening ATO, been. I've got no issue with what I pay. Well, look, we've worked out that the state government listens along because we've yeah. come up with all this. So, yeah, and I'm sure they would have listened to John's episodes about tax appreciation yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and such. <laughs> I, the, from feedback, it was actually the um, uh, the land's titles. No, the... Uh, Oh damn it! Flag. <laughs> title, title insurance. Yeah, title insurance. That, that, was, that was a personal favourite. I still get I still get text messages most days about that. <laughs> so I guess then the I mean one of the biggest a couple of the really big exciting ones though is the um, all the incentives for the um, first home buyers specifically. Yeah, this is the meat I wanted to jump into. Yeah. Like I know a lot of the people out there that listen into the show are kind of in that first home buyer um, demographic, yeah. and this one seems mm. quite exciting. 
Yeah, so I mean, one of the first things to up to six hundred grand, it's been increased again. Is you are going to still maintain your half fifty um, percent off your stamp duty? So that's mm. significant. You know, that's ten thousand dollars worth of savings, pretty much. Well, and I don't think people realise that stamp duty is even a thing when they're first home buyers. No, I know we no, talk no. about it on the show all the time, but it's mm. the hidden fee that you forget about. Oh yeah, like mm. you're looking to buy a five hundred thousand dollar house, and you don't realise that on top of that There's is probably 15 a, grand. yeah fifteen twenty thousand dollars worth of stamp duty that mm. you have to come up with. Yep, and the bank normally doesn't lend that money. Nope to you so it's money that you have to have in the bank so with the 50 percent reduction in the stamp duty it does mean that you can you know it makes it easier to be able to actually buy your first home yeah and it's good to see that the tasmanian government realizes that the median houses in southern tasmania and all over tasmania have increased Mm -hmm. and so to increase that threshold to six hundred thousand for the rebate for a first home buyer i think's fantastic and and a footnote because at the other end as well, as they're offering that now, they did listen, which is they're going to allow that 50% rebate under that $600,000 for downsizers. Yeah, so cool. So this is kind of the people leaving the market or kind of, um, yeah, yeah, grandmas or grandpas yeah. who, like, let's free up the four-bedroom homes for people yep, that for people moving them. up, which frees into the first home yep. market again. And that's so important because the... When again, it's it's no if if you're at the end of your life and all the all your equity and and, and money is tied up in your one place, um, you could they can lose as much as forty thousand dollars on the on the out. So um, half of which is just paid in nothing but stamp duty, mm. yep. which is just straight up tax again. So mm. the um, what's really exciting about that then is that there are a lot of people that are like I don't want to move because I'm going to lose all this money. Mm. Um, now they've got a better incentive to be able to exit out of that position which they were stuck in initially. So yeah. they're, they're they're really incentivizing. The two ends of the market that need to keep the whole thing moving, which is which is really cool. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So but I, I guess the one that everyone wants to talk I about know, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is the one we've left to last. I know, look, Sarah. Asked, this is the one where about? my jaw was on I the get ground when I read it. Thousand dollars. Yeah, Sarah was like, "What are you talking about on the podcast?" And I said, two hundred k, baby." And she's like, "What?" And I was mm. just like, "Oh, you wait and you just listen." She's yeah. like, oh, "I have to listen." Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So this is the one that's the exciting one. It's mm. the. The old scheme, which was the home share scheme, mm. has been readapted and it's got a new name, John. So it's the Housing Market Entry Program. Yeah, and boy, does that sound sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who I writes think, these names? I think the, the way that Dutton put it was kind of cool. It's like, we're going to be the, the bank of mum and dad for you. Yeah, Which, which yeah, is sort exactly. of the argument that um, young people, other young people against other young people are saying, well, good for you, you had your bank of mum and dad. It's like, well, how about we help you for you? Yeah. You know, and that's sort of where I think they're leading to. So what does it mean? It means that the Tasmanian government become a part owner of your home with you, but to help you out, they're going to put up to $200,000 into a property. Yeah, and on top of that too is that they're going to, obviously with their assurance, um, you'll only need 2% as a deposit. Which Which, is massive. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's so important because the biggest um, challenge that everyone faces many times at the beginning is that savings for that giant deposit that you need because of all the additional costs. So the other part too is that you still need to be able to prove to the ultimate lender which is the bank funding this uh, loan that you can um, it can be afforded and you can do those repayments properly but the thing is is there are a lot of people that are paying you know very high end premium rent and could easily afford a mortgage but the only problem is is the deposit to be able to um, make that gap well that's it let's say we look at a $600,000 home which is the, yeah, max, the max for yeah, yeah, sure. first home buyers you know that's $12,000 in savings you need if you take advantage of this scheme to be able to buy a property versus probably 60 to 12. 70 Plus your stamp duty, so mm. you're probably $20,000 savings total you need to buy a $600,000 house, which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, like, I, I guess like when I was trying to describe it to Sarah, as, as I was saying, oh, this is what's come out, I said like, oh, well, just think about how much the market's moved since we purchased. Like we had mm. to save probably about what you've um, 
Describe. what you've described there. Like mm. I had my money, she had her money, and we put that together. Like if I was to try and do it myself, that's hard. wouldn't it's have got impossible. anywhere near. Right. And then right. I said, well, think about how much it's moved in the time you've since owned it. we've owned it. Mm. That's probably approximately like that 200K is where we, we wouldn't be able to afford and we wouldn't be – you so it's kind of yeah moved with the market in a in a really feasible way and helped out um, yeah these first time mm. buyers that that need to get in the market. So this is something I would definitely be jumping on board. Well, that's mm. it. Like most people would try to have eighty percent savings to buy a house so yep. they can avoid mortgage insurance. You know, you can go as high as ninety, but on a six hundred thousand dollars sale, that's one hundred and twenty grand. Yeah, mm. like trying to save that, yeah. and then knowing that if you're almost there, the market shifts again on you, and then you're back behind the eight ball. Like mm. it's quite hard, I would have thought. So there are a few caveats with this, like mm-hmm. all government schemes but they are vast improvements on the old home share so the old home share scheme was um correct me if i'm wrong they would put up to 30 percent of the purchase price or that's the current one oh sorry yeah yeah so to a maximum of 30 percent. so the the other one was actually a fixed number of about 50 grand okay that's what it was sorry mind you at the time there was you know the average prices for the properties that were available to that were around about 260 Mm. grand so it was still a significant yeah so it's fifty thousand dollars maximum but Mm. it had to be a brand new home that was the catch yes yeah and obviously tasmanian government understands that there's a lot of pressure on the building industry and well as well at the moment Mm. and this time around they've actually opened it up to be any home in tasmania that this scheme is eligible for in two sections two hundred thousand if it's brand new $150,000 $150,000 if it's an existing home, so a mm. home that somebody else has already lived in. Yep. And that, I think, is the absolute game changer mm. because mm. so many people wanted to take advantage of the previous home share scheme couldn't. but couldn't because there was no buildings available to purchase because they were just too hard to secure. Yes. So this is probably where it really makes a massive difference is that you can now shop in any suburb across the entire state mm. and know, know that you can apply for home share up to $150,000 towards that property yeah and i guess the um like taking it to the end as well is this is a really good opportunity for those that want to do it not everyone's going to want to because i think people have to remember is that it's not free money you still owe the government that money if you if you ever decide to sell which might be some things that people may forget about and you have to remember as well that it's not necessarily going to be that 150 when you sell so that 150 that they prepared to put in will equal a percentage of the house that they own. So hypothetically, they might own 28% of the house. Mm. When you go to sell, they get 28% of the proceeds. Mm. So if the house has gone up $100,000, they get 28% of that $100,000. So It's it's, it's almost like considered an investment from the government. Yeah, so the way they're looking at it is that, you know, the housing market is one of the most stable like economies out there yes. so yeah, yeah. you know any money that the government invests they should get back plus profit over time and yeah. that's why they're able to do this without charging fees mm. yeah i know and this is exactly kind of where we started two episodes ago with in the this, singapore time yeah, scheme exactly so it's amazing that we've kind of without knowing like we, we what could was say coming that, we could say that we we, oh, we d- inside yeah actually we, we bloody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if anyone's we, listening yeah. we saved the tasmanian we, yeah. property industry <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes, no, baby. No. <laughs> there's the Dark Knight trilogy and then there's the Property there's Pot the trilogy. trilogy. And, and people are debating which one's better. <laughs> and I, I, I see the ratings. Yeah. I, look, I really good. like Heath it's Ledger, good. but I feel like John is the Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing it. <laughs> no, look, it's, a, it's crazy that we kind of unbeknowingly, um, yeah, stumbled onto this. But mm-hmm. it is, it's a massive issue that's been affecting all the people across Tasmania and Australia. Well, and, yeah, I guess the well, you, state government have noticed and said, like, all right, 
And that's it. You only have to look at like the Mercury newspaper, how many articles have been put out about how people are sleeping on friends' couches because there's no rentals available or, Mm -hmm. you know, people that are being priced out of the marketplace because homes have increased too much in price. Like Mm -hmm. there are so many stories out there where people, you know, your friend Joey, didn't he make 13 offers on properties before he Ah. managed to actually win a property? Like that's Mm -hmm. demoralising for a lot of people. So many people just give up trying Mm -hmm. to buy a home because it's too hard. So Mm -hmm. I think this is... A nice rounded package. They haven't just sort of zoomed in on one, one sector only. and said, this is the only people we want to help. Yeah. They're looking at it across the board for everything. Yeah, yeah no. Everything intertwines in together as best mm. as they could. Absolutely. Mm. So, it's, mm. yeah, it's a very clever scheme. It'd be interesting to see, you know, how it's taken up and what sort of feedback it gets from the public as they start to realise these incentives exist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, too, like, how does it have an effect on, you know, the – um, you know, the carry-on effect, okay, versus a, a, a home buyer looking to do it on their own versus a home buyer looking to do it with the government. Do they all of a sudden have a leg up whereas they don't? Like there's, you know, a whole interesting waft of things that would, you know, carry out over the next, you know, mm. however long this lasting for. But in the end though, the um, it seems to me that especially with the idea around development, the rezoning, the capacity to do more with less, even they're talking about, repurposing the government buildings to be better utilised, you know, back to the being able to, you know, do residential buildings above commercial elements, which brings more um, residential housing to denser areas. You know, there's if for, for all that element where they're saying, look, we really want to focus on supply, um, I can only see that as a good thing for the future. Mm. Yeah, cool. I'd just like, just to finish up, I've got a quote here from the Property Council of Australia, Tasmania Executive uh, Director, Rebecca Elston. Mm. She's basically said, the, government in- the government's introduction of this approach demonstrates a government looking at new ways to tackle a very complex issue yes. across Australia and the state. It's widely welcomed by the entire industry. Mm. Um, yeah, Massive issue. Obviously, we solved it two weeks ago, but yeah. it's so good that they've... Uh, <laughs> so good. That, I mean, happily to give them credit, fine. That's yeah, no like, mm. yeah, yeah. They, they All can, we did was Google how to fix yeah. housing issues <laughs> to make a podcast and <laughs> we had it solved in an episode. Hey, that's, hey, that's all it took. That's all it took. You hear about all these like Someone true crime ones where they come and, um, you know, oh, I solved the murder of... The- <laughs> How are yeah. you going to say our podcast? Yeah, solved yeah, we, the housing we solved housing affordability. So yeah. <laughs> just let it be known. Thank you for being part of this ride. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're, and you're well, all welcome. I'm sure Rebecca from the <laughs> housing people that you were talking about would not be insulted at all by your comments no, there. Well, see, it, they did mention it, but it was off, off, off mic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. When, when the... When the, when the then if it's not streamed, it doesn't count. Is that what no, you reckon, John? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, look, shout out to some amazing um, packages out there for all the people that are trying to get into the yeah. for, into the market and, and all out. the rentals. And say, so look, yeah, shout out to everybody out there. It's we're excited about it. Um, mm. Pat was very mm. excited at the start of the episode. Um, <laughs> I was, woo! <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Actually, I don't think I'll be back next week, but mm. I have organised for Chris to come back in. Oh, boom! So yeah, yeah talking with him. He uh, yeah, we, we've had great response from his episode. Mm. Like really, really good response. And mm. yeah, we we work on an investor series with him. So that's a whole nother yeah, um, really kind tactical. of offshoot that we can do. But mm. yeah, professional Pat, mate. <laughs> That's well, what we'll, I'm all we'll, about. Uh, <laughs> we'll miss you till you return, mate. Yeah, no, look, I'm away. My brother is uh, over with his family from Canada. Uh, first time we'll m- meet his little girl and he'll get yeah, to meet yeah. my two boys. So, awesome. yeah, two weeks off with uh, with those guys. So, um, yeah, hold down the fort with me. It's not as I'm going to let John work the buttons. He yeah, promised, yeah. He promised <laughs> last time and he didn't do it. So, yeah, okay. this, I mean, th- this is your time. Mm. Your time to shine, J-Mac. All right. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I'll be back soon. But, yeah, Chris next week with the boys. And shout out to all the listeners to the Property Pod. Next See time. you later, guys. See ya.
You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.